Welcome back to another episode of La Bufana's Table. I'm your host, Dina Gregory, and today I'm sitting down with Rebecca Gina Marie. Rebecca is an Italian Slavic American writer living in Florida. She also works as a communication strategist for human centered organizations that align their success with the common good. She spends her free time over good books, good jokes, and good games with neighbors and loved ones. And today we're in conversation around her project, Letters of Ultra Azuli, which I discovered through Substack. It is a forthcoming series of slightly magical fictional stories. Through culturally rooted storytelling, the series explores historical and potential future models that illustrate cooperative democratic societies and tackle potential hurdles to coming together. At the start of our conversation, you'll notice that I'm a bit emotional. You see, we recorded this conversation right after I had gotten word that my uncle was in the process of dying. I had considered canceling, but I decided to show up anyway. Rebecca and I had been trying to have this conversation for over a year, so rather than let this big wave of emotions become a hurdle for our coming together, we brought it to the table and rode the wave together. May this conversation nourish your soul in the same way that it did mine. Hi, I'm Dina, teacher and reluctant puppeteer turned host of La Bifana's Table, a podcast dedicated to the art of sacred hospitality, where each week listeners are invited to feast on real life stories of hope and healing, as well as soul nourishing conversations with folks from all walks of life who are utilizing their gifts in both small ways and large to make the world a more beautiful place. So pull up a seat, tell some friends, and become a part of a legendary story. Welcome to Lapa Fana's Table. (laughs) 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 Where are we do life, the full spectrum of life? Listen to a couple Italian-American women cry. This is Italian-American women crying. Crying. And laughing <laughs> about. Oh. I don't even know where to. I just really appreciate that you're here. I'm happy I am too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's an uh, honor to be. It's an honor to be here with you. Thanks. One moment. In a raw. <laughs> oh my god! It's so yeah. It's so real. I'm. I'm just gonna we stay present be- to what gifts might unfold in this conversation. I've been wanting to talk to you for so. <laughs> I know we've been talking about it forever. <laughs> like most of 2023. I think this is what it means to like go on with the show. <laughs> You write about like culturally rooted stories and Italianness. So I feel like when I came across your work, I was like, oh my God, this woman, she's saying exactly what I'm feeling. And I want to be in conversation with you. So first tell us, tell us about your Substack and tell us about this project. All right. So the Substack is called Letters of Ultra Azuli. They are three public works that are coming out of a novella series that I'm writing in the background, novella being short, shorter stories, like books that are like 100 to 120 words. So that's been in the works for a few years. And since a series, it, it takes a while, <laughs> but I'm rounding the bend. I'm getting something released in the next like year to year and a half. 
So everything that I write publicly, whether it's on Instagram or on Substack, is coming from is coming out of the creative fictional work that's going on in the background. So it really it really dives into the themes, and I I, I think you really nailed it. It really is looking at you know I want to do it from a culturally rooted perspective, and it's totally fine. I don't think. Some folks are really cool, like in diasporas, like, you know, in the States, like if you're cool to just, you know, be an American, that is more than enough. But a lot of us do desire or want or miss or come from a point of view where we need more out of our ancestry base, more out of the stories, more out of where we come from. So that was a personal decision to make it culturally rooted. But there's really, there's really a purpose. The purpose is to, to present models of a free, cooperative, fully inclusive, democratic future. And the models come both from sci-fi, which I kind of think some folks are like weird, like, where is this coming from? She was just talking about the Romans, <laughs> but it starts to pull together. So it is taking a look and saying, okay, so what future models do we have and what models do we have from the past? And of course, they're going to be imperfect. Like you were talking about nostalgia earlier. Sometimes I think it's, I mean, nostalgia in once we have to be careful with the romance, but in a sense, it's also the gift. If we're careful with that, it's what's left of the past after all the stuff everyone's gone through is is that piece of beauty the other thing i think is it's also the ideal like sometimes we're putting nostalgia in the wrong place nostalgia is also the same thing as the ideal in the future so sometimes when people say oh we got to go back to the good old days talking to italian american oh we got to go back to the good old days what good old days 1950 when we were under an immigration ban (laughs) what where are the good old days so we have imperfect models from the past but we have models we have, you know, and uh, Mediterranean people, I think everyone, this human being, can look and find these places in these corners. Mediterranean cultures, regardless of where they're coming from, I think it's something that can be accented and emphasized because you're dealing with three continents, with thousands of cultures coming together in one place. And it's been like that for thousands upon thousands of years. And for us in the diaspora, it's something we carried with us. So... That's that's the long and short of the premise. That's that's where everything I do is coming from. I was really taken by your piece on border stalkers and oh. would love for you to talk about that because I, I definitely find myself in that in that category often. Right. Oh man, that was a found word that I think I and a lot of us really need it because we we live it and experience it and we do it. And I can't take credit for it. It comes from Makoto Fujimura in a book called Culture Care, Reconnecting with Beauty for Our Common Life. Um, so it, just for the sake of the audience, I can pull up the, his his quote and his definition because I'm not yeah, going to do, do it. it better. All right. So where is it real quick? There it is. Okay. So. Oops. And I'll, I can edit all the little weightings out. So don't worry. Just oh, go with Okay, the- cool. It's not yeah. a live performance. <laughs> yeah, this is not a live performance. <laughs> Maybe I'll include the crying. Maybe I won't. Death, okay. culture being reborn. I have oh like my gosh. an idea what's happening, but like maybe we're going to be regenerating something from griefy tears and a longing for togetherness <laughs> and care. Well, care. Well, I'm so excited. Tell me this quote about care because okay. I feel like that's exactly where we're going. Okay. So, so Fujimura, Fujimura gets this idea border stalker. It's an old English word that I will attempt to pronounce. It's called Mirkstapa meaning border walker or border stalker, one who wanders about the borderlands. Mm. And yeah. So what he has to say about it is in the tribal realities of earlier times, 
These were individuals who lived on the edges of their groups, going in and out of them, sometimes bringing back news to the tribe. Mm. Artists are instinctively uncomfortable in homogenous groups. Yeah. And in border stalking, we have a role that both addresses the reality of fragmentation and offers a fitting meaning, a fitting means to help people from all of our many and divided cultural tribes learn to appreciate the margins, lower the barriers to understanding and communication, and start to diffuse the cultural wars. Artists on the margins of various groups can be deputized, not conscripted, to represent tribal identities while still being messengers of hope and reconciliation to a divided culture. Mirkstapa is not a comfortable role. Life on the borders of a group and in the space in between groups is prone to dangers, literal and figurative, with people both at home and amongst the quote-unquote other, likely mm. to misunderstand or mistrust the motivations, piety, and loyalty of the border stalker. Mm. But Mirkstapa can put and play can be a role of cultural leadership in a new mode, serving functions including empathy, memory, warning, guidance, mediation, and reconciliation. Mm. Those who journey to the borders to the borders of their group and beyond will encounter new vistas and knowledge that can enrich the group. You obviously um, expanded on that piece. And can you can you walk us through some of your thoughts yeah. about that inspired in you? Because it it was it was it was really resonant. And I I yeah there's so, there, yeah there's so much. So I think the first really important thing to say is that artist is using the very very broadest terms. If you have that longing and you were like oh I'm not a fine artist like come back in. It's meant for any use of creativity. So take it in and own it. I came across this while border stalking <laughs> on podcasts that are outside of my political beliefs, but I have a lot of trust in, and I know they're coming in good faith. <laughs> mm. Right. And this is a particularly hard episode because Fujimura is coming from an evangelical conservative. I don't know if he's, I don't know how he, he's an evangelical Christian American position, which was a place that I had to run from as fast as I could, <laughs> as far as I could. In order to be safe and develop well as an adult, I had to get out. I had to get out and beyond. Was that your upbringing or? Yes. Yes. Which I know is not normal, is not the most common with Italians, but there actually are a lot of us. Italian. Okay. It's not Catholic. Not Catholic. Although again, there's always like, there's a little Catholic things that like hang around the edges, but yeah, no, not Catholic because being Italian and Catholic wasn't intense enough. Not intense enough. Not intense. Uh, I need something more intense. Yeah, we need more intense. Turn turn it up in here. (laughs) So you ran from that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had to go. It was, for me, it was very, you know, and it, you know, certainly it it falls into like some, you know, kind of classic inborn identity things, being a woman, being bi. But it was way bigger than that. I mean, it was just for me that that kind of trapping was just suffocating me, you know, at the level of my soul, you know, certainly. So certainly along other lines but it's just bigger than even just oh as a woman or as a bi a bi person so I had a lot of seeking and searching to do that was one of the ways I wound up in Miami I had like the choice to make and it was like well what's it was scarier to stay than to go home so that was the thing I did I don't regret it although it was very it had a lot of difficulties but it definitely cultivated me as a border stalker so this I heard on the interview when I was border stalking across political lines an evangelical speaking on 
things that had failed their generation. And he mentioned this term in this book. And I just heard the term was like, I literally have to read this like as soon as I can get my hands on it. And I'm about two thirds of the way through it. And it, it's, I highly, highly recommend it. It's not a fossilization and they're not trying to sell a religion. He's talking as an artist coming from his position. But from it, the lens that he has. Yeah, 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 yeah. To like say, I'm not going to read this because it comes from, from this point of view or someone with this background would, would be such a travesty. It's something... Anyone who's in, in creativity can absolutely come from. And it really lines up with a lot of the stuff that we're talking about here is like core question is like, how, how do we defuse fighting? How do we start creating again? It was really interesting. He had this point in here where he points to the fact that our society is so funny, the ways that people on like very far ends of the spectrum wind up overlapping a lot of the time. Oh, they're the same. They're just dressed up in different outfits with different. Yes. <laughs> yes. They're like, yes. you guys, under <laughs> The energy is the same. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I know so true. And sometimes using like, there's so many things that we're using different words for, and then we wind up having a fight over over different words, or we're using the same word in two different ways. And like, it's stunning the way that that jams a conversation. Mm. And certainly, we have powerful grifters in powerful places who take advantage of that and get us to mm. fight. Yeah, totally. As well as all the accidents. <laughs> So one of the things he talked about was that we have a society that has values, pragmatic utilitarianism. It was kind of fascinating because it was interesting to me that both democratish capitalism and authoritarian communism wound up producing societies that got too functional. It's all just about function. Very, diff very different ways and very different problems. And I, I wouldn't prefer to live under authoritarian communism. But there's this thing that wound up happening that everything became about function. Everything has to have a pragmatic use to it, right? There's no roses anymore. Whereas mm -hmm. like beauty doesn't have a value unless it's inside of commerce, right? I think Vanessa, mm. uh, Vanessa was talking about the other day. So that it's very much an artist premise. It's like, what about, what about beauty? What about doing things for delight? And then also how can we as artists get beyond being employed for either commerce or propaganda, right? How can we create for the general public? How can we create for the common good? How are we caring for each other and including the schmuck that you don't want to care about? Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I know. Yeah. And that, and that for me has, has been a bigger question. And a lot of the unfolding purpose of what I think this table is or is becoming as, as I open my mouth and have conversations and, you know, the deep levels of creating cultures of care and belonging that is beyond our systems of belief. Yeah. I'm like, you want to yes. like create craziness? Like, let's talk about our beliefs. Like, I'm like, no, I don't care. Believe in a flying unicorn. Let's get to it. There's like polar bears are like dying. Like, what right. are we have in common? And yes. let's, and what are we doing? And what do we care about? Yes. No, what do our beliefs allow us to do in the world? Extra, yes. you know, and not get caught up on that in, in the multitude of ways we could divide ourselves because you're like, you believe all the wild. Right. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree. Ooh, there's a lot to what you're saying. So I think a couple of things. I agree. Like a vision of the future to me, it doesn't mean that everybody's coming, but if we don't design for 100%, it, then we're doing, we're doing a little bit of the thing that, we point at the other side, right? I don't, you know what I mean? It has to be designed, not even for 99. It has to be designed for 100%, right? 
right? We have to have a pathway in and out. And it's totally cool to sit with questions. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm going to nudge it a little bit. Do it. Do it. I like it. (laughs) Okay. Watch for the time when it's time to start giving answers. Even if they're not perfect answers, that's okay. We, you can't, one of the things that I was really floored at when I was talking to progressive activists that, well, what's the vision? Where do you want to go? What's the world you're trying to build? I was concerned how many people couldn't give me an answer. You have to have a goal. We have to have a vision at the end of things. Otherwise, we're just being responsive. You're on the back foot. You're fighting whatever's coming at you. Instead of building. You have to build. Yeah. So it's it's totally civic questions. Walk with them. But I, I think also one thing I see is don't sit forever. It's okay Ooh. to make a decision. It's okay to say, this is the best vision I have, right? I'm going to change it. I'm going to refine it. I'm okay that it moves. That totally happens, but we need to define where we want to go because mm. that's the thing we're taking steps steps towards, right? Yeah. That's the thing that will help you figure out true caminos from false ones, true pathways from false ones, right? Mm. Does this thing start to lead me toward that future, even right. if it's, is this the right opportunity? Is this the right opportunity for me to display my creativity? Right. Mm-hmm. Do they, right. All those things are really important. Well, let me ask you. So if you had to say where, where's the vision of what you want to lead to? Mm. And it's okay. If you don't know, it's fine. I mean, I want, I want to do a world that is more inclusive of all, including, including the shadowy aspects of, of yeah. who we are including the fullness of our whole humanity, right? That seeing the divinity in everyone and all of creation, we're good enough and we need some work. Yeah. But this place of contribution where people really can, you know what I mean? I think there's such soul pain for so many people in the world that we're living in because not every gift of ours is monetizable. Mm. Yet, the soul aches yes, when it doesn't have a place to share its gifts. Absolutely. And I think there are a lot of people who have soul ache that shitty politicians take advantage of. Oh my gosh, yes. And that if there were more spaces for, you know, depth of curious conversation, I don't know the whole story. This whole story is not complete without you. Even if you have opposite beliefs from me. I mean, how else do we do it? (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Do it. And it'll never be, the world will never have a vision where everyone thinks the same thing. Even like, oh no, but these are heavenly beliefs and they're all... Dude, even with the best beliefs that are like the most right in the world, if it's something where you're like, all the humans are going to think roughly the same thing. Oh no, you don't want to be in that world. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Well, you can only I do that by force. That, that can only happen through coercion. Know. So we're stuck with each other. <laughs> no, and that's where it's you like, know? you're invited. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, you're invited. Because you know, the, the first thing to. does not, the force thing does not work. We've like, we know the we know that. I mean, what has ever worked in my life that has been forced upon me? Are you kidding me? Right. You know what I mean? And that's not love. Love is not yeah. force. We need to be more expansive, right? Because you want to cut, you know, but like we're, and it's an inner thing. You know what I it mean? Is. Yeah. If we're not dealing with the most ostracized othered parts of ourselves, you cannot sit down with the 
another, you know, you will constantly be projecting your weird stuff on someone else. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And not that it's easy, you know, because I think a lot of what the, the unity talk is just uniformity. Mm. That's not, yeah. you know, and that's, right. that's not it. Yeah. For me, it's, that's not it. And I sure it's a lot easier. Okay. <laughs> we have unity because everyone is the same. Yes. It's like, yes. no, well, that's done through force and that's a little weird. And now you have more trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yeah, totally. And that is the peace waging. And I think it's a really good point. It's, it's not easy. It's triggering AF. I couldn't, I could not five years ago sit in the conversations that I'm able to sit in now because, and I think this is really common, right? Like, so for me, for instance, like hearing what evangelicals have to say sometimes triggers a survival instinct. Like you're literally to me, right? You've literally tried to suppress me. You're, you're on me. You want to force your religion on me. And I can feel that. So when, when they're talking, it's like, you know, it was like the only thing that's going off in me is survival, right? It's totally fair and totally valid. But if we don't, we don't want authoritarianism coming in. We don't want a civil war in the United States. Some people think they do. You're out of your mind, right? You don't spend enough time talking to soldiers. You don't want a war, right? We have climate change. We have inflation. We have white supremacists who are forming an organ, right? We have problems. So we're not going to be able to tell who we can problem solve with, who can come in good faith and kind of cut who, who here is ready to solve. Right. And so if the measure, if the measuring is because we're in the same ideology, you're not able to separate who is, who is prepared and, and able to bring peace and a truly free democratic future, you know, beyond climate change. I'd love to end my life going, we're going to get there. It's really happening right? We're not going to be able to get there if we're going by ideology because you can't suss out who's willing to work and partner in good, in good, in good faith, faith, right? From people who are, for whatever reason, they're gone. Like we can't tell who, or who's grifting. You can't tell who's who, you know, you can't tell who's who that, that way. So that was like, for me, the end of 2020, because I, I, I had learned to do things a bad way. <laughs> it was not. You good. said you're. It was. You're, it was. You're it was a recovering was, tribalist. Yes, I'm a recovering tribalist. Yeah, big time, big time. Because I was that way. I thought I didn't even know that I was that way, and I definitely didn't know I was repeating childhood trauma. You know, but it was just. It, like you said, it was just in a different costume. It was a different costume sitting on the left, doing the exact same stuff from the right. Right. It was the exact same stuff. Right. What is the difference between a cancel campaign and a witch hunt? What is the difference? It's the right. same. It's the right. same thing. It's the same thing. And so it's the same thing. And people yeah. really need to, this is where, right. Lava Fana's table for me is like Rumi's field, but with pasta, oh. you know, like we need the place to meet beyond meet. Absolutely. Me beyond. You want to meet yeah. me where that, that table in a field with pasta. <laughs> like <laughs> totally up there. I'll meet you there. Lava Fana and, and, a, and a sense <laughs> of the constant, <laughs> eternal hope right yes let's do it yeah yeah but i yeah and that's you know so i know i i need this space and this table because i need a place of refuge 
simple thriving, right? It's like kind of a, we have an inborn challenge. If we want to meet our times and come out the other side, okay. Yeah. And with like, with giving the next generation a a place that's like really worthy of their spirits, you know what I mean? Like, you know, people, we got more, we got souls who are coming in to (laughs) what kind of life do we want them to experience here? Oh God, that's me. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I think I'd have a hard conversation. I want to the, yeah, I think that's the other side of like the fun stuff too. Is the other thing is that we gotta inject right, like inject fun, right? That right. Well, that's inject, let's have have. Game, right. Going back to the games, right? Let's you know? play. Let's yeah. play together. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, and this is where I think right of if you're a faith-based person just childlike faith Mm. hey guys can we like you want you want my you want to play with my toy over and start from a very let's play together again let's build up that bank of positive shared experiences so that when shit gets hard we could go, okay, wait, oh my God. Okay, but I've got a bank of shared, beautiful, positive experiences with a human that thinks differently from me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. It makes us resilient. It's good for us. It's relieved. It's all of those things, right? And even if it didn't have any value outside of itself, that's still the value. It's, that's part of being fully human, you know, for sure. But it, it does all of these things that we really desperately, desperately need right now, right? Getting up, getting beyond pragmatic utilitarianism. Full human, which includes beauty, because beauty is what cracks us open. I want to talk with you because I literally just had a conversation, Maddie, which she has a, I don't know. Do you know Maddie Clark? No. Okay. Then all of this, this is going to be fun when all of the people come back together. I'd love Yay! Fun. I'll be fun. Okay. Because she and I just had a conversation about some upcoming journeys that she has. She works in family constellations and this mm. soul work. And she has a whole thing on courting convergence. And you are right. Yeah. <laughs> She's speaking my language. And she she languages things in that way as well. And I'm like, what is what is the convergence that you are talking about? What is the type of convergence that she is talking about? And so I'm really fascinated by it because she's taking it on a very like that personal familial inner place Mm. and you're looking at convergence from this place of political turbulence and what this process of coming together is and I and I thought the questions that you were asking that are just like so fabulous and I'm like let's turn the volume up on those questions so okay (laughs) let's do it (laughs) take me take me through your through what convergence is for you and yeah I'm like "Mm." Sometimes I really think, especially when I quieted down and stopped using forceful tactics, if someone said something I disagreed with, when I started to listen to people, and I as I jumped from California in 2020 to Florida in 2021. So some people think those are oppositionary places right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but pe- but the, the everyday people say the same things. Yes. We have to take care of each other. We have to take care of each other. And it's just, I, our political system makes it look like we are extremely far apart from each other. That the, that like the country is divided 50, 50 into these two poles, 
right? And and they're warring with each other. And as we all know, it's getting hotter and hotter. Yeah. One of the things that really scared me was coming to Florida, talking to rural folks, good folks, right? Just everyday people who are scared that there's going to be a civil war. I don't even like saying those words, but I think it's important to name it because that's how important it is to stop fighting with people <laughs> when we don't agree with each other. That's what's at stake right now. And you really, you're not being, you really, that's. I'm not, I don't like, I don't, it makes me sick even like to even yeah. say it, but it scares, that scares me. And the thing, it's not even occurring for the reason we think it's occurring. It's not occurring because 50% of the people are, are over here and crazy and 50% of the people are over here and crazy, right? And you just pick which side is right and which, and which side is the enemy. Right. Right. <laughs> Right. And if you if you look at independent polling, right, there's actually a ton of things that are like well over in 60 percent plus that Americans agree on things that are on critical issues right? gun violence. There's a, there's agreements that sometimes it's 60, 70, 80 percent. Right. So the so the issue isn't that people disagree. It's that something is happening in the mechanism where everyday people are and how things wind up filtering up and what happens on that collective layer of governance that is supposed to represent us in a democracy and supposed to represent our will in a democracy that is not occurring. We've got grifters, we've got lobbyists, we've got big backers, and we have people who, like, there's a lot of thriving on that layer where there's corruption that thrives on us not getting along. Yes. So us getting along, even even and especially when we disagree, right, because we're able to suss out, okay, this person is a safe person. I don't agree with anything they're saying, but they're a safe person and they make a good tuna casserole, right? Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right? Like, come over here and play bocce. I was telling my neighbor, by the way, my, my neighbor's like a ninth generation Floridian. Like, okay. I can't even imagine having nine generations of America. And I told the other day, I said, I think tuna casserole is really exotic. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. Like, so we actually agree on a lot of things, by the way. I'm not using her as a... <laughs> yeah. But us getting along is really important. Us being able to problem solve or find understanding or work in spite of difference is really, really important right now. We have things that structurally need to be changed because we keep getting split. We only have two options. They're not chosen by people. They're chosen by corporate sponsorship. Mm-hmm. They're not chosen by people. So there's a lot there that does structurally need to be fixed. But what winds up happening in the meantime inside of the structure is the structure pulls us towards extremes and it pulls yeah. us to fight with each other. And the structural changes may take a long time. Laws, Culture changes first, laws change last. I'll never forget that a, my religious studies professor in college told me that culture changes first laws change last so one of the first very easy steps we can make is to say like i'm, I'm done i'm done fighting with you like i'm done fighting with you brother i'm done fighting with you sibling i'm done fighting with you sis right what's going on with us yeah right if we're not so easy to pull apart because we're not falling for the traps of like who's pro and who's anti or who's on, on this end of an identity uh, of an identity spectrum and who's on this one and who's in the middle. We're not fighting along those lines. It's old tricks. These tricks, like in European lines, this trick has been working like at least since the Middle Ages. Yeah. Like, can we stop falling for it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? But it's the same in a whole bunch of other lines. Pasta, it's not, and it's, it's, not, it's not just white people. It's it's people. It's people. So mm. we have to, and that hand can take any costume. And the hardest place to look and to be careful of and not fall for is when the hand of a grifter is inside the group you're part of, the group I'm part of. Who's there who's not being honest? Who's there who's not in good faith? Who's there who's so banged up that they're causing problems? It's harder to see. 
it's easy to see, oh, that side's getting conned. I can look to the right wing and be like, that you're getting conned, right? It was a lot harder to look at my corner and go, oh, I'm getting conned. I'm getting conned. Yeah. Yeah. So these are the things that we can do. And like you're saying, that's one of the nuggets where if you listen to the other side in good faith, you're like, oh, wait a second. Yeah. yeah. In good faith, understanding gone. like nuance and a p- and just giving like grace, especially yes. for people of faith. <laughs> like, have you not? The whole thing's about mercy and grace. Like, can we like have a little extra? I'll take a surplus of that and let's have a, let's do this. Yes. You know, knowing that we're held in this supernatural oozing grace that can allow for complexity. I can't believe like we're going into an election cycle, right? Because then we're living our personal lives against this social thing. My personal life is still happening against the backdrop of this social world. And, you know, where do we stay? The setting of your life taking place of like against the backdrop of a 2024 election. I'm just like, 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 that's like basically, you know, I get why those times, you know, which I feel like there were like the desert monks and the desert fathers of like back in the day of like, of leaving the world. Right. And taking this, just the spiritual path. And we're just, we hide in this, this spiritual bubble. I don't think that's what is needed. I think like the spiritual people who can hold those tensions and, and be like, Oh God, I, okay. You, you, I'm looking for the Holy child. I'm looking, you got the Holy child in you. Oh, how can you? It's like covered in greed, filth, and a whole bunch of other disgusting things, (laughs) but to be stay in this world. Yeah, it needs to be in the world. Stay in the world. Yes, yes. And if you if you're there's times where some people need healing and they need to be away from certain things. I totally understand. Like women, you know, who are like, I really just need to stay away from dudes right now. I need to like, I can't. Right. I'm not. I'm not talking about that that phase or that kind of portion of life. But outside of that, if we're cultivating that we're only in the echo chamber, if we're only around people who are like us, if we're only right, then we're at, oh, even if we're working over there. There's something in that design that if it's not if it's not for the general public, like if that's in your neighborhood or your state or the nation or international, like whatever that is for you, right? Just you and your street, right? But if if there's something there that it's not being given for the community, for the general public, Common for good. all yeah. of us, like in the states, for we the people, if that's not if that's not where it's it's if it can't touch there, then you're there's something isolating going on. You know, border border stalker may have been like a role and it's still always going to be like a human role that's been around. But I, I think to your point, it's like everyone's going to have to get a little a little bit of the border stalker in them. Right. So that we don't so that this doesn't go totally freaking sideways. Yeah. And I've I mean, for me, having had those the like having a border stalker <laughs> kind of way of being the artisty thing of like, ooh, I love the group, but now, whoa, let me go hang out with that group and see what they're all about. And ooh, yes, yes. <laughs> like what's what's going on yes. over here? You know, I have that very like individual yes. and the collective care. I was very humbled by my time living upstate in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. I went to upstate and I thought I was like an open-minded world traveled New Yorker. 
And then you're like, learn like, oh, I'm a douchebag. Like, Wait a second. If I were traveling, <laughs> oh, I'm, a in like, I'm a total <laughs> douchebag. I'm an asshole. Complete, absolutely. Yeah, I'm like, oh, wow, that was me. Wow, who knew? Yeah. And you go, <laughs> and you're like, oh, these country bumpkins. Yes. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, but if I were traveling in, you know, if this were the south of Spain, I would be like, oh, look yes. at this rich culture they have. But because I'm a cosmopolitan, I'm like a New Yorker who what has taken a few trips around the you know to different cultures thinks that I know something. Yes, I got yeah beautifully humbling. you know beautifully smashed against <laughs> whatever I thought I was, and, and I was like, oh okay, people are people. Actually, like they they show deeper levels of community and care. Big time. They still rely on each other, and I have something to learn. Yeah. So shut up. Me too. I, one story, and maybe you would appreciate this, like when I was living upstate, you know, this is when you talked about convergence, you know, and I'm thinking about how Maddie talks about it and like the inner experience, you know, you said like, maybe we're not coming apart. Maybe we're actually coming together. Yeah. I believe that deeply on a social level because I've experienced that on the inner level Mm -hmm. of... Mm my own coming apart really Um, on an inner psychic level and a coming together of that. And I do trust that that's actually happening. I I know it's like, you know, I'm like, Oh God, if I were going to see what my inner experience was like on an external, Oh God, that's messy. (laughs) We might be in a mess for a little while guys, but it's really, it could go somewhere really great if we have some, you know, love and grace involved. But while I was up there, my life was falling apart. I was getting divorced. It was 2016. You know, it was like, I'm working with migrant workers there. I'm like a crappy activist because I have too much passion. I don't know how to utilize it. But I went to this one thing, but I was also really searching and seeking. And and I found myself at this event, which was called like, see you, is it see you at the pole? And it's supposed to be a national day of, of Christian prayer. See you at the flagpole, which oh, is like, yes, yeah. oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That's the automatic reaction. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> sorry. And I, I and I was like, why am I here, God? Like, mm. and I was at this thing and I wanted to be there. I wanted to be there. And I'm not like, I was, I like, prior to going up there, I was like, God and country. Like we say the, like the pledge of allegiance. I have like, I was poo poo on the whole any anything like that and then I'm like kind of like this Americana stuff a little bit but then I went and I we went there and it was a very it was um some teachers as well as uh some family members and students and I guess you know the you can be there because it was before school hours so it's you can actually be praying at school because of that and I sat there and I was just like I was happy in that moment, even though like supposedly this is the crazy evangelical preacher, but there are his kids that I teach. Mm -hmm. So all these things of all the judgments I'm supposed to have for everyone. And I was like, just be quiet. What is this? And I was like, and I have to say that it felt good bowing my head and going, is there something greater at work? Mm, Wow. Wow. I couldn't speak. There was no prayers that could come out of my mouth. Like literally, I couldn't speak. I was just, but I felt something, you know, and I felt a longing and I felt a realness for something more. 
That's not just let's go to school and get an education and climb up the ladder. Mm -hmm. I did feel a longing for something more. But for me, it would be like, it's a national day of prayer where everybody, it's not just Christian prayer, it's indigenous prayer. And it's this prayer. And it's prayer. And we're all going to get around here. Yes. And we're going to honor that this is a sacred experience. Yes. I agree. Right. So that's what I could do. But like, if I had been judgmental and if I had gone, oh, God, I would have really missed on something that felt was really an important part of my own journey and like mm-hmm. feeling that, that longing. Mm-hmm. Now yes. I, it gets really wonka doodles when you, you know, you mix religion and, and empire and. Oh yeah. No, we and don't want forcing that. of one's beliefs on other human beings. Right. Because you think you have the better way. Mm-hmm. Not good. Yeah. But yeah. that, that place of going, Oh my God, what, you know, like in that yeah. place, it was so nice to go wow, I'm at a school, like I had never crossed that boundary of praying in school. And I've always been, I was a public school teacher, but then like Mm -hmm. event happened, I go, I do want to acknowledge that there's something else at hand. Yeah. Yeah. The sacredness of life. I don't don't need to be dressed up in the Christian form for me to feel what it, what's real. I can see that in a multitude of things. Other people have their lens and they think it's the only lens. Right. And that, that's, I agree with you because I've thought about that too. And I, I totally agree with you. It's like not necessarily the problem because they, they're, I think they're reinstilling prayer in some places in Florida. It's not necessarily the issue of, of prayer because it's, if it's, this is the only one. Can a Muslim, can a Muslim pray there too and be safe and be accepted? And that, right. And if that's the case, can the Buddhist come along? Can the atheist hold a Greek philosophy court yes. on the side? Right. So because it's, that's to me the question at hand. And, I agree with you that if, if it was held in that space that also dissolves secularism and re- all religion, and then inside of our religious folks, right? Can you be there with each other and really, truly let it be interfaith, right? Right. Including and, no faith. <laughs> yeah, including no faith. Yeah, Inter- including no faith. Interfaith. But that, yes, because that gets confused with atheists not having depth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what philosophy is for, right? But doesn't that seem like, just going back to our culture, don't you feel like, like our ancestors, again, not perfect experiences, but they had experiences and models where there were multiple faiths and philosophy sitting yeah. inside the same public spaces yes. in, not saying they're perfect, but in peace. And certainly with the everyday folks yes. across the different faiths, which was the race of its time and space, but in peace Indeed. and in cooperation. So maybe that, maybe it's not, like you're saying, it's, it's not get rid of prayer in school. And what I hear from Christians now is like, oh, secular, secularism is killing us, right? And that that's like, that, there's so many things, right? It, maybe it's not getting rid of that because it does, it does return us to a pragmatic utilitarianism that if we went to South of Europe, we'd be like, why would you do that? It's so beautiful to see the Muslims praying and then the Catholic churches next door, right? They have problems over there too, but we, we know that's the history. We know that's the potential that can happen again there too. So that isn't that better? <laughs> isn't it nice to hear the right? So can we do it in a way that is like totally inclusive, full spectrum, right? And still works to be democratic, like as in democracy based, right? So yeah, I, it is possible. Like I would be just as fine with my tax money going to a public school that is going to allow that, including no faith. And it's done really well. And what are we teaching our kids if that's what they're coming out of? That they're spending an experience together 
everyone in their depths for whatever it is, 20 minutes. And it's like, yeah, every everyone's different and that's okay, right? What kind of adults do we produce out of that? Exactly. But where you're honoring the sacred, like we can no longer, like, what do we, what, what do you think we're doing? Like, I just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's a sacredness. We, you know what I mean? And that's where, I, I, when I had this experience, I was definitely going through like a wild spiritual emergence when I was living uh, yeah. in state it, and teaching at uh, the school named after Ichabod Crane. Oh, how awesome. <laughs> and I was like, they, there was an art, the kids had an art piece of stained glass, like stained, like the art teacher had made them like, you know, stained glass little paintings and they put them up on, on the walls. And like, I was in this like very weird kind of, I don't know, in between kind of place in a liminal space and like just seeing that and being like, we can't separate it that like, I know I understand there is a separation of church and state. Yeah. And I deeply respect that. Yes. We want that. Yes. But, and maybe not, but, and to be whole human beings, I think requires that we honor spirit, soul, Yes. And that we are not separate from it. So I remember feeling this like wonky feeling of like, you know what I mean? Like, am I allowed to feel this sense of holy reverence all of a sudden is coming upon me in my public yeah. school? I don't <laughs> like this. <laughs> but we're not allowed to do that here. Oh my yes. God. Where is holy? Where is not holy? And where all of a sudden the whole thing is holy. <laughs> but how do we then treat our, treat people, treat places when we see that, it that inherent holiness to it you know it's like you know this is where i'm like you guys have where you guys need to talk to each other you're like you really do you could learn something really nice from each other yeah you're gonna like it if you you didn't have to be right right on but those are things we're up to building and i think maybe one of the things is if i mean we're kind of saying earlier like well if everyone kind of has to be a little bit of a border stalker because you can't sit in a homogenous zone even if you wanted to you can't Right. Well, then maybe this is one of the things that border structures are good. Is this is this is our architecture? These are the things like your table that we're that we're building so that other folks can. Because one of the things about the border stalker is you get pushed and pulled like crazy. It, you are you ever in your own world? Like no, you're constantly pushed and pulled. But reminds me of like what women women who run with wolves said at one point yes. in there that like if you keep going from house to house to house and like that house isn't yours, you don't belong there. You don't belong there. There comes a point where the, the like the message is, honey, it's time to build it, right? Well, that's, and that's what we're doing. Yeah, that's and that's and I got that message, and that's what I yes, like. Yes. And I feel like I'm like, you know, and I do reference, and you know, I'm like a god. I say God, even though it's you know, more people are like, oh God, you better be a I universe. You got to be a universe, but that's not me. I'm not a. Yeah. I want some personified stuff. Like, I, you know, I can't tell like that. some, that's the best line I ever heard. Some universe, some, some, you know, I need yeah. God. And, and I, and I like that it's a little triggering because it's like, oh my God, we really screwed up God. If God is triggering to be like, what have human beings done to make God such a, such a scary thing? <laughs> like, re- yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot. And I, I thought about that too because I use it too. And like we're saying, like, is it do you go back and not use it? And like, God, oh, this doesn't feel right. But you know what it is? I think we got to do. It's again, we got to find a way to separate separate the I'm using this because it's my expression from I'm using this because it should be your expression. 
beautiful. So if, you know what I'm saying? If you kind beautiful. of, I was thinking about this. It's like, if you set the tone says like, you know, well, this is just the way I express it. I'm not asking you to, but you know, or whatever it is, like, I know that God worked through me. You might see it in a totally different light and I want to hear it. You know, I want to hear it, but I just can't got to tell you, you know. Well, because then it becomes a little bit of. Yes. If we like, have that I'm little more, bit of. I'm more authentically expressed when I say yeah. God, the divine, the way, you know. Yeah. Surrendering myself to, to, to a higher force, to that, to that will. Mm-hmm. That for me, that works for me. Yeah. I don't like, you know, if hooked on phonics work for you, let it work for you. But I, but I think that's when we can actually become more authentic and, and diverse and where you're, where you can speak from what makes sense. Oftentimes I will, I think my training in public education has made me become mm-hmm. languaging things in different ways. And I will, because I value connection, mm-hmm. I value connection more sometimes it's there's a difference and i I could and i have to you know like Mm. if it's going to be more if we're going to be more deeply connected and we can actually be in conversation and i don't have to say god and i can change the word i will sometimes yeah (laughs) yeah right you know that's that place of am i that's always a dance right because it's like Am I changing and code switching so that to make you feel belong, to make you feel comfortable and connected and like you belong and then sacrificing my own. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I have the ability to do that. Yeah. Sometimes I don't. (laughs) I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't have thought this a couple of years ago, but like, "Mm, you're right. So I think it's just, I think the one thing is to recognize because specifically coming from Christian sex, although Catholicism in the United States is kind of like a weird switch zone. Like, okay, no one's gonna get mad if you say God, but if you say Maria, oh, now, right? You you kind of go from a position of being part of a paradigm that's been dominant over people, right? Right. But you also know what it's like to be part of the positioning where you're under people. You know what I yep. mean? So I I think like specifically with with God, it's just being mindful of the fact that it's been dominant and domineering. Mm-hmm. so it's just it's just yeah. maybe sometimes it's not necessarily to say don't un, don't not express but when you're tone setting with somebody new it's like hey listen mm-hmm. this is just you know it's that like you are invited to to that because that's the way you express that level of depth I yeah. want you to right so there's got to be some sort of phrase or language just to say I want you to express just as much depth and I'm not here to like convert you or make you feel uncomfortable uh, interesting. right so just so that that tone settings that that tone settings there I think that actually clear up a lot it was because I've thought about this too, because I've started using it, which is something I, in a million years, I was like, I would never have to, how are you doing today? I'm praying a lot, like never in a million years. Really? It's oh, totally God. new for you. It's, it's new for me. It's prayer? funny. My grandmother's laughing. Active to me, prayer is, I don't know how people don't pray all the time. Like <laughs> so much to pray about. Holy <laughs> shit. I'm like, <laughs> but it's like an, it's a way of molding the mind. It's yeah. people say affirmations, but you know, I, they need that, that having something bigger, having something bigger yeah. and go. I mean, I think the biggest, best prayer is like help. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For real. And I think that, you know, where, where we, yeah. when we get to this place of convergence, which I, I do believe it's a coming together, maybe through a, a falling apart that I don't want to really witness. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I hope mm-hmm. that's not where we go as a people. I hope we can go like, no, we're not going to do this. I would love watching a debate where people don't know and like adults humble themselves and say, no. help. I don't know. We don't know that. You know what I mean? I've, I've, I've seen elementary school students yeah. engage in deeper levels of dialogue than I'm, than I, than I think we will witness when we have these presidential. <laughs> I know. Like, are we really having debates with winners and losers? Are you fucking kidding me? We can't, we're having debates still. We're not having dialogues. Right. Where everyone's yeah. in a circle. It's a totally different structure. We everybody. Totally different goal. And then you, and like you win, you get higher points by finding the value in what your opponent is saying. And you can build off of some ideas. <laughs> right. I'd love to put them in a structure too that like one is dialogue, like you're saying, and then two is like, okay, here's a problem. Here's an actual problem, right? Let's pretend it's just the two of you, right? Who have like, okay, practice fixing an actual problem. I want to see the two of you work together and together and fix this. Like you must, right? You do like a reality show. here, yeah. guys, here are you powerful yeah. people. We're going to give you the spaghetti and now build a build a bridge with the spaghetti. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like very elementary school. I'm like, oh, my God, that's just all I want to see. I want to see I want to see people in these positions of power, like have to choreograph a dance and do the choreograph a dance and do the dance together. And like after they've gone through these several feats of creative <laughs> work then maybe they can deal with like the issues at hands that are dividing our country mm. mm-hmm. wouldn't that be lovely it would be lovely would be i also lovely. i continue with these fantasies as well of like <laughs> when i'm like you know i, I teach i there's like the nursery school like the little kids room and like the little kid tables and like often the adults end up sitting in these tables having meetings oh <laughs> and there's something really deeply humbling about like being an adult in these like little people chairs oh yes you know yeah. what i mean of going yes what are we what is this actually really about are we making the best decisions for that next little kulo that's going to be sitting mm-hmm. in this seat mm-hmm. yeah makes it real it makes it really real. Yeah, there's just, real little kids. You, I'm gonna. I want to open. Can you open up your convergence piece? Sure. And, and just, I would love for people to hear in your voice several of your your what if you have the several what if kind of questions, and that's what I would love to leave people with. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay. Do you want me to just do the question part, or should I? What do you there's do? also like the little wrap up part. Oh, yeah, honey, do- I'll talk. I'll talk. <laughs> The what if and okay. the part, and I, I just you know this feels like it wants space. Okay. All right. So, hmm. what if we in the, in the states approach our collective problems in just such a way? Tell me what you see, my friends. Says the progressive activist defending human rights. There are not enough jobs, and our community is suffering. Replies a conservative Christian farmer, giving food away to the poor. Our democracy is too fragile and has both party and both parties have corruption in them as an independent voter. 
Over here, the middle class is going backwards. A 30-something renter chimes in. My community has been left out of going forward since before I was born, responds the activist. They pause to consider how all of this, a lack of jobs, a fragile democracy, a sinking middle class, and a community left out could be. One finally suggests to the other, it seems we are all in trouble, big mm -hmm. trouble. Perhaps these are not different problems, but different parts to the same problem. Others ponder this and notice that everything each person has said fits neatly into such a theory. Then they respond, ah, yes, it's just maybe. There's still much to understand, but for a moment, let's rest. Tomorrow mm. we can return. Mm. Tomorrow we can return to figure out more about our trouble, which we now know is shared and quite large. As they go to rest, someone has a realization and says, this may take some time to understand. What can we do for now in the meantime? We could take care of each other, another person suggests. Everyone ponders the second suggestion and notices it fits neatly as a first step. One by one, they respond. Yes, we have to take care of each other, says the conservative Christian farmer from their corner of this great conversion zone. Mm. Yes, we have to, agrees the progressive activist from their corner. Yes, we have to, adds the independent and the renter from theirs. Yes, we have to, continues the Californian and the Floridian the Midwesterner and the Southerner and the Northeasterner. One by one we respond and on and on it goes around the many corners of the United States, the great convergence zone we call home. May it be so. May it be so. Oh, I love your soul and your heart. Ah. Thank you for, thank, thank you, you for having a very real conversation that went from tears to that. Thanks so much for pulling up a seat to La Bufana's table. To get episodes sent direct to your inbox, as well as other perks such as access to our monthly community and connection hours, be sure to subscribe to my substack, dinagregory.substack.com. Ciao.